This is Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another podcast episode here. Of course, it is the Market Insights Market Pulse podcast, and I am joined by senior market analyst Ed Moya. How are you doing, Ed? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. It's good to be back on the show here this week, and it is another busy week in the markets. We just had a ton of red folder news come out with PMI numbers coming out of Europe. We had French services and manufacturing, uh, same with German. And then now at the time of recording this, we are coming fresh off the press from the US uh, PMI numbers as well. some interesting stuff came out of Europe. Seems like you know pretty consistently uh, seeing some contraction there uh, in both the services and manufacturing. And then in terms of the uh, the U.S., which we just got a little bit of uh, some some slight growth here in the services section, but still a little bit of disappointing data there as well as manufacturing contracting. Again, U.S. dollar at the time of recording this shooting to the downside as as one might expect with a little bit of disappointment on that end. Ed, what do you take on? Uh, on, on the PMIs here, what's your reaction to everything? It looks like the yen's been benefiting from um, um, all those reports. Um, you know, the U.S. did show some softness, and uh, I, I think um, you know the majority of the tension though is going to how bad the European uh, version was, and and this you know is is really kind of driving um, you know the market's positioning. Um, even though eurozone, they have core inflation at five point five percent. There is, you know, growing expectations that the ECB might be done. Um, there's too much weakness that is being reflected on these data points, and um, I think as you, you know, take a look at how Wall Street is um, anticipating, you know, the outlooks, you know, for the U.S., will we have a recession in the next 12 months? It seems like it's a coin flip right now. For the eurozone, it seems pretty certain that they're going to have one, or they're <laughs> they're in one, um, and and that you're 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 Outlook, I think, for global growth, um, that's the big question mark. So we're, we're probably going to see, you know, a lot will hinge on what happens with China, how much stimulus um, that they eventually uh, deliver. But, you know, there's been uh, a, a big amount of concern with their property crisis. Um, some of their latest cuts have not been as forceful. Um, so, so I think, you know, overall, um, you know, there's, there's a, a lot more doom and gloom, um, you know, soft landing still available for the U S um, you know, everyone's waiting for Jackson hole. And it, it seems that the market is pretty confident that fetch your pal will, you know, push the higher for longer narrative. That's, that's, that should be, um, rather easy for them to do. Um, I think a lot of people were looking to see, will we get some dovish hints? You know, this PMI report, you know, showed uh, the employment component um, still hanging on to expansion territory. But I mean, I would not be surprised if it dipped into uh, contraction territory in the next month or two. So there's, there's lots of weakness that is emerging um, in the U.S. And I, I mean, we, we if you take a look, um, there's, I think, uh, the bond market um, has really um, sold off um, um, leading up to today. And, um, you know, does that leave it vulnerable for a short squeeze? Yes. Um, so, I mean, we're, we're entering a, a very, you know, the key event of the month, Jackson Hole. Um, so I think, you know, traders should anticipate ample volatility and uh, just the way the market's positioned, Jackson Hole goes as planned. Um, or if we do get some dovish hints, 
you know, you could see a, a little bit of a, an unwind of, of what happened in the bond market, which would um, also coincide with a, a reversal in the dollar. I'm glad that you mentioned, uh, you know, the bond market there, Ed, because again, uh, to listeners who may or may not pay attention to, you know, yields and, and, and just how important they really are, you'll hear us periodically talk about them on the podcast. Uh, they're so crucial in determining, again, uh, as you mentioned, we've got Jackson Hole coming up. These are, these are events that the Fed is kind of, the market is looking to see where the Fed is kind of going next. And the, the bond market is very closely trying to price that as well. So it's a really important market that I think gets a lot less attention. It is considered, you know, you know, a lot of people uh, acquainted to to like watching paint dry. It's a, it's kind of a boring market compared to some of the more flashy things that are out there, like big tech stocks and things like that. But it's a really really important thing to pay attention to. And bonds have been getting crushed recently here. Uh, you know, a little bit of a of a change today, but uh, for the most part, you know, one thing that you, that you pointed out, you know, we've talked about China over and over on the podcast. And now we're seeing some slowdown, some some pretty disappointing uh, figures out of Europe. And, and that's perhaps suggesting the ECB might have some slowdown effect. And we see that reflected in the euro, right? The euro down pretty uh, pretty substantially today and, and specifically against the Japanese yen. Uh, I've got it pulled up here. It's down uh, almost 250 pips uh, from its, its previous high around 159.49. That's a really quick move to the downside for something like uh, the Euro Japanese yen. So uh, it's an interesting move here in the currency world for sure. Um, uh, you know, another quick thing I want to talk about before we talk stocks, we'll come back to that in, in some key names that are reporting uh, and have reported, um, is just the metals market here a little bit here today. We see gold finally catching a little bit of a bid. Uh, I should clarify when I talk about this, we're talking about gold spot prices, but gold spot prices were able to kind of accomplish back above the 1900 level. We're now trading at the time of recording around 1915. So a bit of a, a move back the other direction. And perhaps just as interestingly here is uh, silver, which is actually up about like three something percent on the day, um, which is a substantial move to the upside. So trading $24 an ounce spot, which is, uh, you know, a, a bit of a change in pace there. I know another thing that we've got to talk about uh, is, is oil, Ed. I'll let you lead. Do you want to go to stock earnings or do you want to talk oil uh, with, with some of the news that came out? Either way. Also, too, what I like to highlight uh, as we were talking about the fixed income markets. Uh, I think it's important to take a look at the big picture. Um, we're, we're, we're starting to see mortgage rates are well above 7% now. It's the first time we've seen that in two decades. Credit card debt has jumped over 1 trillion and, and Gen X is you know having the, the highest balances there. So the writing is on the wall that you're going to start to see um, much more substantial weakness um, in the coming quarters. Um, the lag effects are taking <laughs> a while uh, to, to really show up in the data. But, you know, I, I would not be surprised if fourth quarter we're really looking at a much bleaker outlook for the economy. So I think that's uh, that's important to take note of. And, and I think over the last three months or, or even longer, <laughs> we've been talking about um, a very robust labor market. And uh, even um, this morning, uh, payrolls... Uh, um, there's this expectation that the benchmark revisions 
are going to see uh, about 300 over 300,000 jobs um, uh, taken away. So um, that that goes through up to leading up to March. But what that does is it does um, provide, um, you know, when we take a look at these, you know, this overall um, robust, you know, job market that we've been talking about, uh, it might not be as strong as we thought. Um, you know, 300,000 is it's peanuts. But still, I think uh, the trend is what we care about. And uh, the trend is is clearly weakening. So I think that's going to be the the dominant theme over these next um, couple of months. Um, so it, it is it will be I think a difficult environment for equities, barring um, any optimistic um, surprises from the Fed, and as far as them turning potentially dovish. So I I don't think that's the the base case. So um, I, I think you know we're we're we're, we're probably going to have to you know, deal with uh, expanded fixed income coverage here, as that is really going to be, I think, driving markets uh, for the rest of the year. Um, and as far as what we should talk about next, I think uh, there's a, a good transition right into earnings because, you know, for the most part, we've been really seeing um, pretty impressive results. Uh, um, you know, it seemed that there's been a lot of talk about economic resilience, consumer holding up, uh, Today, we got some results from Foot Locker. Now, Foot Locker is a company that cut guidance last quarter. They slashed it again. Um, and they're uh, really um, highlighting a tough consumer backdrop. And I think there's expectations that it's it's just going to get worse. Um, I think when you, when you see uh, one of the key, not a key retailer, but when you start to see um, that type of weakness... Um, and also, too, um, you know, back to school, typically, I think there was some people anticipating this would have been uh, a better quarter. And um, Foot Locker, I mean, it was down almost a third, so over 30% at one point. Um, so this is a... This is a cl- this is um, some evidence here that, you know, the consumer is, is cutting back here. You know, there was this belief... No, the consumer is just putting their money into um, services, uh, travel, and stuff like that. But um, this this one definitely caught some attention. Now, you know, the news wasn't all bad. Uh, Abercrombie and Finch, uh, Fitch uh, had, you know, very good um, results. They raised their outlook. It looks like their customers, um, who I think, and their apparel is a little bit more higher price. So I think, you know, we we saw a you know downbeat outlooks from Macy's and Kohl's. Abercrombie is a little bit more, uh, I think their target audience might be for the middle to upper uh, income households. So um, it, I think we're, we're, we're starting to see more apparent weakness. And that, that's probably going to continue. And eventually that'll uh, impact Abercrombie. But uh, um, no, I think um, we're, we're, we're looking at uh, an economy that is um, cooling and uh, it should probably um, steadily get worse. Ed, I want to go to another uh, topic. You know, one of the big revivals this year, it seemed, to the stock market was the the drive to AI and how it might, you know, save the economy kind of thing. Uh, Tell us a little bit about your thoughts as we go in this evening. We have NVIDIA earnings at uh, 5 Eastern at the time of recording this. That is, of course, uh, you know, NVIDIA, like one of the hottest stocks on the market right now. Um, What are you thinking about this? And, And, you know, is there that potential that the demand for for chips can turn things around, or or is is it you know bigger than that? What do you think? 
you know, when you, you take a look at this week um, and when you're trying to see what is going to have the most impact for stocks, um, you know, is it Fetch Your Pal at Jackson Hole? Is it NVIDIA? Is it possibly these flash PMIs? NVIDIA, for me, um, you know, takes the cake. Uh, and I think that right now you're not going to see um, – a revival in, in, in the tech trade, unless NVIDIA has a very promising outlook. Um, so, you know, I think uh, after the close is uh, must-see TV. Um, and, and I think, you know, if, if, you, <laughs> if you have heavy exposure to tech, it doesn't matter if you don't have NVIDIA, if you, if you hold a lot of Apple, uh, you can see this um, will set the tone for, I think, how tech might perform um, over the next couple of weeks. So uh, definitely important to, to see um, exactly, are they able to show AI progress that is, is really going to be reflected in the next couple of quarters of earnings? That'll be the key. So we'll, we'll see what happens, but um, definitely, uh, I think, the main event uh, of the week for me. That's good insight because, of course, uh, you know, you mentioned there's there's some some evident uh, slowdown in, in, in many areas of the economy right now. That labor market is stand tight, but, you know, signs of some cracking there. Uh, all things considered, I do think that, you know, NVIDIA, I would agree, is a very, very important topic here because, you know, this this rally this year uh, has been largely led by some of those big names. And as you mentioned, just because uh, it's NVIDIA's earnings call, there's going to be ripple effects to Microsoft, Amazon, Apple, all the big names uh, that have also benefited from those uh, from, from that increased demand and kind of optimism in the space. One other area we need to talk about, loop back to, Ed, is the oil world, which I know we had some, some breaking news here just as we were putting together uh, the, the plans for today's show. Oil's been on a huge down move recently with uh, kind of a long following suit with the stock market. Uh, but catching a little bit of a bid here today, what's what's going on with oil? You know, obviously the uh, global PMIs that we talked about were not um, <laughs> supportive for uh, higher oil prices. Uh, uh, demand destruction is occurring right before us. Uh, but no, uh, this is an oil market that's tight. Uh, stockpiles fell to the lowest levels this year, um, and I, I think that cements the view that you know the, we're we're, we're going to see a tight market. Um, I think there's fears that hurricane season might be picking up. Um, OPEC Plus is, you know, pretty committed to keeping this market tight, and uh, um, I, I think overall, um, you know, we're, you know, we got a, a larger draw, and I think a 6.1 million draw um, is is pretty significant, and uh, I think uh, we were seeing, um, you know, oil um, down. I think, um, especially given the strong dollar, but um, no, I, I, you know, heading into the winter. I think oil prices will probably see some strong support here. So, yes, there's going to be a potential slowdown in demand, but production, I think, is 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 not really going to deter how tight this market is. And and this is as you know, we I think you know it's important to note, um, you know, production uh, in the U.S. Uh, that's been um, that's been picking up. So I think uh, we're 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 probably going to see. Uh, I think uh, you know. Right now, U.S. levels are at 12.8 million barrels a day, which is the highest since, you know, early in the pandemic, March 2020. So, um, this is this is a market that, um, 
probably will find a home between $80 and $90 a barrel um, as long as the demand destruction does not get uh, too ugly. So we'll, we'll see what happens. And, uh, you know, for the U.S., though, you know, gasoline demand edged higher. So I think this this was a, definitely a, a more bullish report than um, what we got last week. So we, we should see... Uh, this provides some relief for oil prices, but um, overall, the trend um, is is going to be choppy, I think, because of um, some of the big risks uh, to global growth that are emerging. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But um, oil, I think, um, you know, is still uh, probably going to be dealing with a tight market throughout the winter. And of course, oil will be interesting to watch as well as several of the things that we talked about on today's show uh, as we turn our attention to what the Fed has to say in the coming days here with the uh, the Fed meeting. I will say also we'll be back on Friday for another episode and wherever you are listening to the podcast, make sure to follow and subscribe. And uh, Ed, thank you very much for your commentary on today's show and we'll see you back next time. My pleasure. Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda.